So hello and welcome to another episode of Drill to Detail, and I'm your host Mark Ripman. I'm joined today by Bruno Aziza, someone who I'm sure our listeners from the world of Oracle Analytics will be aware of from his role as Group Vice President AI, Data Analytics and Cloud at Oracle, and from his social media profile photo with Big Data Nerd on his t-shirts. So welcome to the show, Bruno, and why don't you introduce yourself properly to the audience and let us know who you are. Well, thanks for having me uh, on your show, Mark. I'm, I'm excited to be here and, and share w- with your community. So uh, I think I, I'm probably connected to a lot of folks that watch this show because I have been in the data and analytics uh, space my entire career. I um, moved from France about 20 years ago, uh, worked for companies like Business Objects that many of folks uh, probably know there. I was there when uh, we acquired um, companies like Crystal Decisions and Crystal Reports. That was a, a fun ride. From um, Business Objects, I moved up to Seattle uh, where I followed um, my boss who was asked to start Microsoft Business Intelligence. And uh, I worked there for, I want to say, about seven years. And after those seven years, you know, that we worked on products that many people will know, Power Pivot, Power BI, Performance Point Server, all these products uh, came out of that team. It was a great experience, allowed me to um, go out back to the world of startups that I had been in before business objects and, and uh, uh, helped launch uh, three companies, uh, SciSense being one of them, uh, Alpine Data Labs, which was bought by Tipco, and then finally at scale. And I joined uh, Oracle here um, a few months ago uh, to uh, head up the uh, the team on uh, data analytics. So what what do you what's your general kind of I suppose remit really at Oracle at the moment? So what my team uh, looks at there's there's a lot of functions under we're in, in the product team. So you know our number one job is to build a product that uh, uh, people can use and and uh, and of course uh, innovate with data. That's the number one charter. Um, there's a few other things as well that, you know, and I call them the, the, the three C's. The, the first one is, is context. We spend a lot of work uh, with customers and, and, and particularly analysts and, and folks like you in, in the community and to really um, engineer, in, you know, outside in view uh, of the market. That's really important because, as you know, as Oracle, we have lots and lots of options for doing data analytics and so bringing the, the context of what the world wants us to, to build for is important. So I've got a, a team focused on that. The second one is, is and I talked a little bit about it, is, is customers. You know, we are um, a customer first group. And so we do a lot of work to initiate contact with customers, help them innovate at scale. And so that's really important for us. And then you talked about events, but, but events for us are not marketing events. They are community events. So what we are... Uh, building is is a strong community of folks that you know they feel like they have the tools. We've released a Udemy training that's available for free. We've ten we've got ten thousand people that got trained over the last three months, um, and basically enabling the community to self serve to the right tools, meet with each other. We realize that we are only going to be successful when they can connect and we're not in the room. And so that's what my my teams do: context, customers, and community. Of course, a lot more. Uh, around product strategy and so forth, but that's really based in the first in the first bullet here, where I talked about context, building the right product and, and the right roadmap for our customers. 
for anybody, just maybe first of all, for anybody that, that, that is new to Oracle Analytics or, or only knew it from a kind of long time ago, maybe just give us a very kind of, I suppose, high level overview of what Oracle Analytics is. And then we'll dig into the roadmap after that. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, one of the first things that I did when I joined the company is uh, I called um, our top customers. And, and by top customers, I don't mean customers from a revenue standpoint. We looked at the list of customers and picked them across industries and use cases and so forth. And, and the first thing that they wanted is they wanted clarity on our design centers, where we were building the product and why, and they wanted transparency. And so that's the first thing that we did is, is we put our, our roadmap in, in, you know, it's interesting, I've been traveling to meet these customers. And when I announced that the roadmap uh, was available um, at a last customer event, people stood up and I got a standing ovation, which was Great, but also a little sad in, in sad because, you know, it's something that I, I wish we'd had before for them. And so overall, what Oracle Analytics is, is trying to solve is a, a few things. I mean, first of all, recognizing your competitive advantage. We're at the intersection of the data and the application world, right? That's our competitive advantage. We're not trying to replicate what you already see from the, you know, the other vendors in the Magic Quadrant, which the majority of them are desktop and download uh, types of um, companies. You know, they've, they've built great franchises with uh, end-user-driven applications. And, uh, you know, some, sometimes it worked well because it spread access to the data, and sometimes it worked terribly wrong because it put the, the wrong data in the wrong hands. And so because we have this understanding of what it means to scale data in a secure manner, enterprise data, you know, we, we do as much as we can to take advantage of what's called the autonomous data warehouse. So Oracle Analytics takes advantage of the processing power, database, and the cloud. It's built for the cloud first, which is a little different from the other vendors that have been in the space uh, for the last uh, 20 years. And it also focuses on what we call continuous analysis and augmented analysis, which is this idea that analytics should be everywhere in your workflows. So if you're in CRM, HCM, ERP, Walker Analytics is powering the analysis uh, of these workflows, popping insights when you might need them the most, et cetera, and et cetera. And then finally, the third pillar uh, that's that's a focus of us is on augmentation. Uh, and augmentation, I know we'll talk a little bit about, more about later, but it's this idea of how do we infuse artificial intelligence to make decisions, and more importantly, make actions uh, occur faster than they were in the past. Okay. Okay. So let, let's go through some of the, the roadmap then. And, and there was three. I noticed there were three kind of. There were three. Um, I suppose uh, you know, pillars of what you were doing there. There was self-service. There was governed and augmented. And, and let's go through it in maybe that order. Um, so self-service is. I, I know from my experience of Oracle Analytics that a lot of effort went into data visualization and, and generally making um, the product. I suppose uh, you know competitive in in that market that was being maybe dominated by Tableau and so on. What, what's the what's the direction you're going with self-service and what are you trying to achieve with that? And again, how are you differentiating that from every other you know point-and-click vendor out there? So uh, you know self-service is is the second era of of uh, analytics. And and um, in addition to the roadmap, what, what I'd love to point people to is we have what I call a context grid, which basically compares our capabilities to uh, some of the, the, the top vendors in, in the space, according to Gartner. We've uh, added videos as well, so you could see specifically what we mean by self-service. Um, but if you think about the beauty about self-service is it enabled a lot of people to get access to data and start working on them quickly. What we're trying to do there is, one, uh, with a center of gravity around the cloud, 
it makes it a lot easier for you to get access to analytical capabilities uh, without having to deploy any software, asking for access or any of that. So on the self-service side, we're not focusing on making more beautiful uh, dashboards or visual or anything like that. We're focusing on how do we make self-service you know, frictionless and secure, which is really, really hard. Um, there are some vendors out there that, that do it well, but in general, the legacy of the self-service era has been that it just hits a wall after a while where, you know, and, and this is a, a, an industry stat, uh, 35% of your employees only use analytics. And so it's, it's a little bit of a, a shame after over 30 years of an industry that's been focused on trying to deploy analytics to people um, and is, is failing for about 65% of them. Where we see is the competitive advantage here for, for Oracle is this idea that analytics should be pointed to line of business. They should be pointed to manager. Regular people that don't necessarily have the time to train themselves on building a dashboard. Uh, so what we're doing, and we'll talk about it in the augmentation pillar, we're doing as much as we can in order to give them the self-service capabilities they're used to, you know, in traditional BI tools they've seen in the past, but also making it easy for them to get access, secure access quickly with a cloud-first pillar uh, in everything that we build. Okay, okay. So, so a, a traditional strength of Oracle Analytics and Oracle BI, I mean, and I wrote a book on it at one point, was, was on the kind of governed side, the, the kind of the RPD, the repository and so on. And I mean, I mean, just you know, as a kind of an observation, it's it's not been quite so front and center. I don't think in the in the in the I suppose in the way the product's been positioned and marketed recently. But but there's a lot of value in that. What's your view on the governed side and where's that going and where's the I suppose what's the next um, step in things like the repository in in Oracle Analytics? So there there's a lot of things in in that area, and, and so as you pointed, uh, we have a competitive advantage there because we. You know, for 42 years, we've been in this market. We are the leader in, in data management for analytics, and so everybody knew about that. So I, I, think, I think the first area is this idea of being able to have an architecture that uh, scales and is massively secured. So that's really hard if you have um, best-of-breed deployments of multiple tools that don't integrate with each other. We don't have that issue because we have a very broad offer. The second piece that we're doing is how can you be open and govern at the same time? And so having uh, developer and platform extensibility is, is an important uh, piece that we're working on. We have a, a huge network of partners that are developing to extend the capabilities of Oracle Analytics, for instance. We are also building uh, prepackaged models. So if you're an Oracle, let's say HCM or ERP or Oracle uh, NetSuite customer, you're able to now right off the bat get pre-built analytical data models that are highly secure, highly connected to the source of truth. Uh, that's, as I was saying earlier, I think it's, it's a competitive advantage for us because if you think about it, we're number one in database, number one in applications, and it's uh, it, you know we're going to build on that foundation. So governance is not just security and policies, but it's integration with the rest of the ecosystem. Um, okay. Um, what about augmented analytics? I mean, a, a cynic. I mean, British people are quite cynical, and I think one of the things that there's a lot of there's a lot of hype around AI, and, and something that I've always been looking for is what does this actually mean? What does augmented mean, and, and what does it mean in, in in almost like tangible terms to people? 
That's right. So I think you're right. There's a lot of hype there. And, and I think the hype is around, oh, my gosh, the machine's going to replace people. And uh, my, I'm going to lose my job. And so uh, that's not what we're focused on. <laughs> what we're focused on is uh, inserting areas, inserting artificial intelligence in places that are either not useful for humans to waste their time on. So, for instance, a typical example data augmentation, data enrichment, data cleaning, all these areas, we have now algorithms embedded in Oracle Analytics that just basically, once you load the data, we can obfuscate it, so we could complement it, we can enrich it, we can clean it, and all of that happens automatically. For instance, if you give us a file with social security numbers, we're going to secure it right away. If you give us a file with a uh, city, we're going to automatically give you zip code, country, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the first level that's fairly, it sounds fairly basic, but it, it turns out it takes about 70% of the analyst's time to clean and prepare data. So we're trying to get rid of that piece by augmenting with the intelligence that we have, particularly coming from this heritage of, of being the number one database company. The second piece is in the uh, creation of the dashboard. So there's this thing we call the empty canvas syndrome. ECS. I don't know if you've experienced this yourself, Mark, but typically any BI tool has this problem. You've created a great uh, data environment, you've cleaned the data, and now you're looking at an empty canvas. The canvas is looking at you, and you don't know what you need to do next. So we have this functionality called Explain, which basically allows you to right-click on any dimension or measure inside your, your model, and it will auto-generate um, dashboards for you. Uh, and that's the power of uh, augmented right there is that now a, a, an average person that maybe does not necessarily understand the meaning behind the data is going to be suggested, hey, here's the data you should be putting together. Here are some of the visuals you should. And so you didn't pick and choose, and then it just constructs, uh, constructs your dashboard for you. The whole point here is that if you look at the data analysis pipeline, where are the points of leverage where a machine can do it so much better than a human and where, so that we can clear time for humans to do things like judgments, um, adding gray area where you know, it's not binary and, and, or sharing the insights and collaborating and so forth. That's really what we're focusing on. So auto-suggestion, intelligence uh, embedded in the data process is important. There's another piece of augmentation that I think is particularly unique is we, I think, maybe more than other vendors, recognize that the next interface into analysis is not going to be your keyboard. It's going to be your voice. It's going to be your mobile phone. So for instance, we are the only vendor today that supports uh, 27 plus languages for talking to your data. So I could be speaking in French to my database using Oracle Analytics and the data might be in English, it will return the results in a French dashboard. Um, now, you can imagine why we have that functionality, because with half a billion customers across the, the world, uh, you know, we have a lot of multinationals, but I, I think that's where it's going. It's, where it's going is the machine has to adapt to the human, and in the past 30 years, we've, we've asked humans to adapt to the machine, and so we're, I think we're at a tipping point here. And, and I think Oracle is particularly strong advantage there because of our lineage in, in data and understanding uh, how data is applied. 
So would you say that um, Oracle Analytics is, is where you'd want it to be in the market at the moment? I mean, is it is it getting the is it getting the exposure you want? Is it getting the the kind of the um, I suppose the, uh, the the recognition and so on? What's your view on its position in people's minds and its position in the market at the moment? Is it where you want it to be? No, it's not getting the the recognition that that it should get. And you know, I, I, this has been kind of the the story of my career. I think every company I've worked at. Uh, has been an amazing technology vendor that, you know, at, at the beginning when we started, did not really have the recognition that it deserved. I mean, if I remember the early days of business objects, if some of your listeners remember uh, products like Webby or Enterprise Six and so forth, you know, I was working during those days, and you know, we were in in a good position. We weren't in leadership position all the way up until, you know, the the space consolidated and the company sold to SAP for $6 billion. So that was a journey, and a lot of it was really listening to the customers and building something they wanted. When I was at Microsoft, it was the same. It took us about seven years to go from you know, being developed across three different departments uh, to being a brand and a team with a line roadmap uh, going after this very specific market. And I think Oracle is, is uh, in, in a much better position than uh, you know the other vendors I worked out uh, when I, when I be- began because not only do we have the technology assets, you know, the database and the applications, and, and we're leaders there, we also made choices four years ago that were a little different than the rest of the market. You know, uh, building for the cloud, building for voice and mobile. You know, four years ago that wasn't obvious because the the entire analytics market was about a do- download and desktop. It really wasn't about mobile. I mean, there was probably one vendor back then talking about mobile, but it was really authoring on mobile something that you could see on the web. You know, you look at the mobile Oracle Analytics uh, application, and it's completely different from uh, the other offers. And so I think, yeah, I think, you know, you're looking at us now. We're at the beginning of this journey. Because we've built for cloud, we're going to be able to out-innovate a lot of the vendors that are making their migration to the cloud and subscription at the moment. Uh, so yeah, you know, talk to me in in uh, two to three years, and and we'll see if this bet has uh, has worked out. But um, I'd say we've got pretty good odds. Okay, and and you mentioned cloud there, and I, I guess cloud is 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 you know I can I can say it's not work for Oracle, but maybe a kind of blessing and a curse sometimes. In that you know, you, you, I think there's a lot of appeal to people who are Oracle customers using Oracle clouds. But um, you know, maybe I suppose something I've noticed is is is, is less and less non-oracle customers using oracle analytics you know again is that something that you plan to address hope to address is it is it maybe an unfair thing but but what's the plan to uh, to get oac to appeal to more than just the oracle market oh absolutely so you know and we have lots of customers that are uh not traditional wall-to-wall oracle customers using oracle analytics and, and i think that's just the nature of the market of course you know we're best in class on our applications on our database and i think you would expect us to do that because we take care of our customers um the non-oracle customers they're if this oracle customers as well the reality of the market today is your data is everywhere your data is on premise your data is on the oracle cloud it's on all the other guys's clouds i mean i think you saw um our partnership with microsoft is, is an indication that you know we have a very hybrid world and by hybrid, I mean on-prem and cloud. I mean multi, multi-on-prem multi and multi-cloud at the same time. And so our uh, goal with Oracle Analytics is to be completely oblivious to all of that. Um, you know, we have customers that have only on-prem, custom, uh, only on-prem data using Oracle Cloud 
in the cloud. Um, and, you know, t- to us, that that really makes no difference. You know, at uh, our Oracle Lake Summit, uh, we had uh, Skanska, which is a very large uh, Microsoft SQL Server customer, uh, showing how they're using data across SQL Server, Oracle applications, two different systems that are industry data that they're farming out from outside their internal walls. So I think the, the reality is that you have to be in an open hybrid world. Otherwise, you know, you can't serve your customers. So that's definitely uh, our approach to the market. We are not closed off to the Oracle world. We're very open. If you look at the connectors that we have, we have connectors to a lot of databases that are not Oracle databases direct. There's an acquisition a while ago, a Sparkline Data that that you guys made. Um, is that something? Is that something that you're aware, you're aware of? You work with those guys at all? I was kind of wondering what was happening with that at all. So there's a lot of acquisitions. Yeah, there's a lot of market acquisitions that are not Oracle, and and we've had certainly our share of acquisitions. I mean, if you start from Siebel and Indeca and and DataScience.com and so forth, all these are part of the Oracle Analytics uh, family. I mean, I think that thing that's what's interesting for a customer today is that you really have two options, right? You either go off and pick the individual vendors and you stitch them together, or you realize that the market is actually changing. You know, if, if you look at the first three phases of, of business intelligence have been, first is highly centralized, uh, and business objects was, was part of that, <laughs> where IT would build the, the universes and centralize access to data and so forth. And that was disrupted by uh, companies like Tableau and, and, and Microsoft and ClickDeck that you know, said, no, you got to get uh, information out to the business users. And now we're starting to see, well, in this, in this third phase is what I call the, the battles of the ecosystem, where now customers are, cha- are changing their buying habits and they're buying very broadly. They're buying from people that have cloud assets, application assets, database assets, analytics assets. And so our job is to make sure that one, we're highly integrated, we provide the best experience with our stack, but we're also open so we can provide uh, continuity of service across anybody else's stack. Um, and and uh, you know that's, that's not easy, but that's, that's the, the strategic intent today. Okay, so so moving on a little bit. I mean, there's been a lot of news uh, recently uh, about acquisitions. You know, there've been various acquisitions have been made. Uh, I think Looker been bought by by Google Cloud and Tableau by Salesforce. And and I guess the question to you would be, do you, do you think? I mean, I, I think a certain something that's quite in, comes out in those acquisitions is, I suppose, uh, analytics uh, is moving more back towards the enterprise, maybe, or, or certainly these enterprise vendors that are buying these 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 analytics tools and presumably, therefore, going to give them enterprise features and sell them to enterprise customers. Do you think what we're seeing here is a bit of a kind of refocus, really, on enterprise analytics and away from, um, as you called it, kind of download and desktop tools? I don't know that it's uh, focused on enterprise analytics. I think it's very good news for the the space um, because you have now uh, companies that were not necessarily involved with data analytics that are finally realizing that uh, data management and data analytics is important to their customers. We've been doing that for 42 years. So I would say, you know, welcome to the party. I would, I would say now, you know, I'm not in the strategy group of these companies, so I can't tell you kind of what they're thinking, how they're thinking they're going to go to market and so forth. But you could like, anticipate that they're going to have a fair uh, uh, set of challenges. But I, I welcome that because I think it continues um, to communicate what we've been saying for years, which is, look, 
data analytics and, and analytics is is the uh, bread and butter of any company. You know, if 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 you think about the most important assets of any company today, the first asset is your people, and the second asset is your data. And um, if you don't know how to keep the best performers, and if you don't know how to enable them with the right analytics so they can innovate, they'll leave, and you could have the best products on their, on earth. You won't be able to to compete and win. So. Uh, I'm not surprised, of course, but I'm a little biased because this is where I invested my entire career, right? Like, I have only worked in data analytics, and so I'm excited to see these developments, and and uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them in the marketplace. Okay, uh, another trend that's been going on in the market, an area I've been involved in quite recently, is this kind of, I suppose, modular modern BI stack kind of movement with a lot of open source tools and the idea that actually it's almost the antithesis of, of, of what you're doing at Oracle, where to kind of plug things together, integrate them yourselves, because these days things do integrate together better. I mean, is this, I mean, is this something, I see this as being a different type of tool for a different type of use case and customer. But any sort, I mean, you must be aware of these things. Any kind of thoughts on, on from you on... Uh, open source BI, modular BI, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think you know, in the, there has been proliferation of you know dashboard companies, and and there's certainly a lot of open source uh, ways to build your own dashboards, even inside uh, organizations, right? I mean, you know, we talk on a daily basis to organizations that have built their own toolkit, right, and they're, they're building their own dashboards and so forth. And what I would say there is that. As long as it's a focused effort for a team inside um, um, an organization, or maybe it, it's addressing a particular use case that the current, you know, um, industry options are uh, unable to address, I think that's a viable scenario. I would be worried though if 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 you were hoping to build a new paradigm there, because after 30 years of experience, I think the story really is about integration across multiple stacks. I mean, if I think about what we are building, we're building augmentation. So machines can help humans in the, in the places where humans you know, waste their time and, and are not really happy about that. <laughs> we talked about a few. Integration, and by integration, I don't mean closed. I actually mean the opposite. By integration, we mean open. So in the case of, let's say, one of our customers or maybe there's a small startup that has built a particularly clever way of visualizing certain things or maybe transforming a particular set of data, we have an SDK that allows us to bring that into the bigger platform because integrating the process of analysis is actually a fairly complex way, so you can't really solve it with a beautiful dashboard. And then the third aspect is collaborative. Um, a simple example is, and, and again, people might not know a lot about that, is uh, being able to integrate the analysis process throughout a Slack conversation or a chatbot conversation and so forth. And so any technology that's you know open and, and can integrate with that, we will absolutely you know embrace it because uh, we're trying to advance the agenda of analytics across you know augmentation, integration and and, uh, and collaboration. So uh, for sure, lots of options out there. Um, it is becoming increasingly easy to build your own first dashboard using open source tools, but like I said, you know, I think the industry's past that. You know, I think the industry is past build me a beautiful dashboard. We know what that looks like. The problem has been and continues to be what happens under that.
Something we talked about earlier on. Um, I talked about the, the the RPD, the repository, and and I suppose the the semantic model within within Oracle Analytics. And and in fact, you know, Looker recently was acquired, and I think one of the fe- one of the pe- features that I think is very um, is a key feature of theirs is their lightweight semantic model. And yet, the conversations you've been having with customers, what are customers telling you that they want out of out of I suppose a business model in analytics, and about that kind of I suppose that kind of modeled layer there where they want something that helps them understand the data in there, makes it more easy to understand and, and kind of make sense of it really. What do customers say to you about that? So there, there are uh, a few things that people want. I think that the first one is how do I deal with the complexity of different data types, different databases, and unification of all of that. So you know, having an open way to connect and understand the diversity of data on-prem and cloud, different types, uh, is requirement number one. Requirement number two is how can augmented uh, uh, intelligence or augmented technology enable me to automate the creation of these models? Um, Because I think what's happened, and um, I mean, it's true of a lot of vendors today, is that the definition of data model is a very IT-centric function. And because it's a very IT-centric function, there's a few things that um, unfortunately get in the way. One is it takes time to describe it. It takes time to maintain it. And then once you have it, it might not be described in a way that actually makes sense to the business user. And so the uh, automation, the creation, and the make it business friendly is, is another one. The third thing that we see, and this is due to the proliferation of analytics inside an organization, you take any organization and they have five different uh, BI tools and therefore they have five different business models for looking at reality is how can you bring all of those together in one centralized self-service and secure matter? How can you, um, you know, put a stamp on this is the sanctioned model and so forth? Uh, and, and that's certainly something we, uh, uh, we understand very well um, in that not many vendors can do. In fact, the majority of developer-driven data modeling uh, or even business-driven um, uh, modeling creates this problem in spade and they don't have the tools to actually bring it back to one model makes sense for the organization. Uh, I mean, this is the typical, you know, one version of the truth problem, but I think um, that hasn't been solved. Um, And so we're focused on that because, of course, you know, in any organization, uh, we have that. We have the, the analytics departments trying to use our stack in concert with you know, the five or six different other tools and, and they're asking to rationalize and so we help them do that. Okay. And on a sort of, I suppose, a related topic, um, another strength of, of, of Oracle apps, I'm sorry, Oracle Analytics in the past has been the kind of packaged applications, the, you know, the vertical apps, the, the you know, the apps, things like sort of, um, I suppose, financial analytics and so on. Um, <clears throat> I mean, to my mind, there's a bit of a contradiction there. Customers want it to be, you know, instantly available and to be able to kind of like, effectively, but they also want it to be instant, ultimately customizable as well. And, you know, I, I wonder kind of what's the strategy around around the packaged applications from you guys? How do you reconcile those two contradictory things? And how do you, but I suppose in a way, how do you, I suppose, leverage your, your application space, your analytics tools and so on to give people something that's kind of, I suppose, fast time to value, but is still useful to them? Yeah. So I, this is an excellent question because you're, you're right that um, the ideal is to, is to have both. And, and we have uh, two offers for it that enable people to go from, one offer to the next, and, and the two offers are based on the same thing. So I'll, I'll kind of explain. 
The first one is the product everybody knows, which is the Oracle Analytics Cloud. It is built for the cloud first. Is it? It's your. It's what you would expect of a self-service governed augmented uh, analytics uh, application. It's for the business analyst, and and uh, you don't need to install anything, and it has all of it uh, for a business user. Um, so that's one, and that's not bound to an application. It's a horizontal application, if you will, that you can use for standardized dashboards. You can use them on top of the applications as well. But once you do that, you have to understand the data in that application. So you have to model on top of it in order to build your analytical application, if you will. That's offer number one. It's called Oracle Lakes Cloud. That offer is also available on-prem or in regulated industries, or when you have multi-cloud uh, hybrid environments, it's called Oracle Lakes Server. And it enables people to get started with the full-fledged functionality of Oracle Analytics, but deploying it in your own environment so you can move to the cloud at your own pace. So that's offer one. Think about it as it's a, it's a horizontal solution. The second solution that we have, uh, built on the Oracle Analytics Cloud platform, if you will, is called Oracle Analytics for Applications. Now, Oracle Analytics uh, for Applications has everything that Oracle Analytics Cloud has. But on top of that, it has pre-built business model powered by the autonomous data warehouse. So what does that mean? That means that if you're an ERP customer, we have, if you're, so if you're an ERP customer and you buy Oracle Analytics for applications, what will instantly happen is we have created a business model that we know intimately because we know the ERP application. It has built a set of dashboards. It has built a set of uh, visuals and metrics and KPIs uh, straight out of your ERP. Where does it store? It stores into the autonomous data warehouse. So then you can go in and using Oracle Analytics, further customize the application. So you have two paths, if you will, that are based on the same infrastructure. One is a completely free flow and build your own dashboards and build your own model. The other one is it's a little bit more automated, but it also uses the familiarity of the Oracle Analytics stack that you already know, so you can further work on it as you'd like. So we're trying to give people the ability to have their cake and eat it, if you will, uh, with these two offers. Does that make sense? Am I answering your question? Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, so the other thing, that, the other thing that I couldn't help noticing you're organising soon is, in fact, it's actually run now, is the the Oracle Analytics Summit. So, what was that, and and what was the what was the purpose of that, and maybe kind of give us some of the news that happened there as well. Sure. So, there's a few things that that happen, and and again, it goes back to what we started the call with, which is, you know, we're a customer first. Uh, organization. And so the first thing I talked about was, you know, people wanted to get transparency and a sense of direction, what we're building, what we're building for. We give them the roadmap available online and we keep updating that so you know what we're doing. They also wanted to understand the context. How do we compare with the other tools they're evaluating? We have a set of resources on that. Uh, we'll also give them context on, you know, um, the, the types of products that they might have had and what they want to you know, upgrade to and so forth. So we've got a lot more guidance now available online. The third thing people wanted us to do was create a moment in time where they can connect with the rest of the community. As I was saying earlier, you know, we've got lots and lots of customers across the world and you know, they might not know each other well. And so we thought that the best way to kind of do this is to bring them all together in one location, the Skywalker Ranch north of San Francisco, um, to connect across a whole day of best practices. In that event, 
uh, there's only 15 minutes of us talking. So if you can imagine an entire day of content uh, with an Oracle event, and all we did is talk for 15 minutes. After that, it was customer presentations, customer demos, partners coming in and 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 uh, and sharing their commitment to the community. Because the idea is that what we want to do is after this event, we want people to just connect with each other and share and then communicate back to the community what they've done. Uh, we also announced our uh, new uh, packaging and pricing. Um, and I'll let you go to uh, the press release on that. It's really quite differentiated. And, and I think make a lot of people uh, very happy about how we're listening to their requirements and how we are evolving the Oracle Analytics story and and products and package uh, so they can be effective day one uh, with our product. Fantastic. So, I mean, just to kind of round up then, how, how would somebody go and get, uh, how would they get experience of this then really? How would they go and maybe sort of play around with OAC or generally sort of find out more about the things that you've been talking about? Absolutely. So there's uh, three easy ways here. The first way is that you can get Oracle Analytics desktop for free. Just go and Google. I could give you the URL if you'd like, Mark, but it's fairly easy to Google, and you can, you can just download that and then get a taste of what it's like if you don't want to do it through a cloud trial, which you could do as well. The second thing you should do is go to udemy.com and uh, search for Oracle Analytics. We have two courses that are entirely free that are available for you to just get your first uh, taste of uh, Oracle Analytics. The, the course is based on the desktop product um, by design. So there's really no friction, no barrier uh, for you to, um, to access. Like I said, you know, if you go and see the stats of the, the folks over the last uh, three months, we have trained over 10,000 people on this. So it's, it's a very popular course. Uh, and I think people have been wanting for us to do that. And, and it's brand new. And again, we keep updating that. And there'll be new courses uh, coming up for the rest of the year. And then the third thing is join the community. So if you go to LinkedIn and you type in Oracle Analytics, we have a fairly large LinkedIn group where we share customer videos and, and best practices. So an example of such a program is, is a program that we just created called Destination Insights. And Destination Insights is a weekly web series where I sit down for six to 10 minutes with a customer and we talk through their journey. Again, entirely free, available on YouTube, not a marketing video, right? It's a, it's a purely an interview of one of your peers and they go through their do's and don'ts and the tribulations, if you will, uh, of their journey. And it's highly entertaining, but also it's connected with our goal, which is we want people in the community to connect with each other. We don't have to be in the room because you, the customer, is the innovation. And so we build a product and get the honor to serve you. And so every program that I built is around that. That's great. Well, Bruno, it's been fantastic speaking to you. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we hear a lot more about you and what you're doing with Oracle Analytics. And, uh, yeah, it's great to have a great advocate for the, for the product there. So, um, yeah, thank you very much. And, um, yeah, take care. Thank you very much for having me, Mark.